This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. It's the final week of the year. We are winding down 2023 still to come later this week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, the special two-hour year-end Dace group will be joined by our Blaze TV colleague, Sarah Gonzalez, our former Blaze TV colleague, Jill Savage, looking forward to that. Friday, our special year-end edition, Todd and Aaron have their top 10 stories of the year already queued up, and uh, I'll be reacting to those and more. Today, though, we have a very special two-hour, a full show of buy, sell, or hold. Todd and Aaron, are you guys excited? You ready to go? Yeah, this is always a... um... It brings out the best and the worst in us simultaneously. What's better than that? Aaron, how many submissions did you have to go through and comb through to come up with today's program? Hundreds. Hundreds upon hundreds. Last I checked, it was like well over 400 yep. was the number. Yep. And because we've got to fill two hours, we did this last year, so we thought, let's do it again. We've got a special guest to help us go through this today, the very pregnant Anastasia <laughs> Hibbs. Is that a compliment? Known as Princess Dace, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Are you excited to do this? Yeah, I am excited to do this. Did I do this last year? No. Jill, okay. Oh, Jill, Jill did Jill, this? Jill did this last I'm year. I'm not going to be as yes. good as her. Okay, that's probably true, but that's it okay. It is true. Right. I 100% know it's and, true. But you, you know what, though? You might be wiser than her because you were telling me before the show today that you have a plan. If a topic comes up that you don't know anything about, you're just going to agree with me. Yeah, like if I don't know, because I don't want to sound dumb. And I don't think you're dumb. So if you agree with something, if you buy it, I'm going to be like, yep, buy. 100%. That's a great advice. You're going to be like, why? I'm going to be like, honestly, all the reasons you just said. I thought said. we talked about this, Anna. I thought we talked about this. General rule is, when in doubt, just do whatever dad says. Unless it's something I, unless I do want to antagonize, then I'll just sell it for funsies. Well. Just for antagonistic purposes. What was also happening before the show is Todd was attempting <laughs> To lure you in to that act of disobedience. Yes. Were you not taught? Absolutely. As if you're not a parent yourself. So you decided to sabotage me. Yeah, my kid ain't sitting to my left right now. It's yours. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Perfectly fair. All right. Hour one of the special two-hour buy, seller hold is brought to you by our friends over at Bonner Private Wines. Make sure you check out their Sunai Elogico. Uh, it is their never-before-imported gem of a Malbec from their vineyards deep in the Kalaki Valley of Argentina. Why does that matter? That vineyard is the third highest in the world, nearly 9,000 feet of altitude. Why does that matter? Well, that's why it comes highly rated at 91 points. There's no fining, no filtration. It preserves its true natural taste. It also boasts a staggering 
10 times more resveratrol and 93% less sugar than those red uh, wines you're buying at the grocery store. And it also tastes a lot better too. So Bonner Private Wines is the sole importer of this amazing Malbec. If you want to get a bottle of this exclusive wine, you can by visiting bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve and become a member of the Bonner Private Wine Partnership, but act fast. This Malbec always sells out quickly, especially this time of year. And while you're there, you can also uh, get other wines for over 50% off plus free shipping at Bonner Private Wines, B-O-N-N-E-R, bonnerprivatewines.com slash Steve. All right, you guys know how this works. Aaron's got the propositions. We will buy for a reason or two. We will sell for a reason or two. Since it is Christmas and it is a holy, sacred time of year, you are permitted holds within reason. I mean, you can't do like an entire two hours of them. Nor will you be asked to do anything degrading as it pertains to Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham celebrates Festivus, so if you hold, you gotta you gotta hold Lindsey Graham's pull, his Festivus pull. I tried, America. I tried, especially in light of it. Kind of feels like after that video came out from the U.S. Senate this week, it kind of feels like we should uh, put a Lindsey down. Like it's not even a. I mean, what do we do with that? You know what I'm saying? Let's not discuss. I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, how let's do this really quick. I am. I I wish I could tell you I'm having a a crisis of conscience, but that would indicate that I have one. I'm having a a crisis of creativity. Similar to when you said, how are they going to bring Black Mirror back during COVID? Mm -hmm. Remember when we had this conversation and the and and the and the showrunner actually said they put the show off for a year because they didn't have any. They couldn't come up with any ideas because of what was yeah. going on. With Herzen's got this for a while. Yeah. And so that's why you, you went for a while in between seasons of Black Mirror. How do I carry on? How do I carry on with, with Lindsey Graham in light of the fact anything I would say is now no longer parody. It's no longer metaphor. It's no longer a double entendre. It's no longer a hint these actions took place in the very chamber in which Lindsey Graham serves. And we have communication from the offender at one point saying he was waiting for Lindsey Graham in the shower. I mean, where do we go as we come to the end of 2023? Have we come to the end of Lindsey Graham? You see what I'm, yeah, yeah. I I hope so. Yeah. I think we should. Is it over? I'm glad you arranged. I'm glad you arranged those words at the end of the sentence in the way that you did. (laughs) Is it over, Aaron? Is it over? Yeah. It kind of feels like it's over. I feel like that one song from Christmas, "The War Is Over," song needs to be. Yes. Todd salutes. I like Todd salutes. Do you have taps ready to play? I was going there. (laughs) We got to do taps for Lindsey Graham. I'm sorry. Lindsey Graham jokes. Yes, it might be it. In light of the fact that it is not metaphor, it is not parody, <laughs> it is not satire, but it's reels. It's it's on the reels. It's real life. And therefore, it is time for us... It is time for us to come to grips, so to speak... 
with acknowledging that the Senate life Lindsey Graham didn't choose the Senate life it chose him and given what we now know goes on inside the walls of the United States Senate the last full measure of devotion was given yes I think it's clear that they're spent and there's nothing left to give so say we all amen let's begin all righty then we will begin this special two-hour buy-seller old <laughs> extravaganza. I'm not sure how to pivot out of that. Did you do this on purpose? I had no idea this was coming. What? The very first submissions about Lindsey Graham. Oh, look at that. Hmm. Would you look at that? Adrian Slade, Lindsey Graham gets... <laughs> I did not plan that. I didn't plan it. It's there, so we got to do it now. Lindsey Graham gets to the bottom of it in the Senate chambers before the year's end. Oh, I I think that's a... We just played taps for doing Lindsey Graham <laughs> jokes. <laughs> We're right back. <laughs> the audience like, hey, we get a vote on this. All right. Uh, dude, bye. In fact, that's that's the weekend for Lindsey. You bet it is. Correct. Yes, as someone who has met him, I would buy that. That's right. You have met him. I have you? met Lindsey Graham personally. Okay, all right. I have fist bumped Lindsey Graham in a church, personally. You did? I have. How am I just now <laughs> did you hearing not, this? Did I not tell you that? No. I did. I was at an event that I will not mention for, for my job purposes. <laughs> and I did meet Lindsey Graham. He came in, fist bumped everybody, started grabbing guys' arms and touching them up. It's pretty... <laughs> I was pretty uncomfortable. I'm not, I looked at my coworker, and we just had to like separate ourselves. Did I do this? Did I, it, was it? Were they just innocent arm touches? And I just poisoned. No, because your minds? I feel like there's a difference between like a like, oh hey, how are you? And then like a quick yeah. tap and go away. Yeah. But he was like feeling it, like it was like a grasp, like a grip, like a grasp what, of the yeah, arm, same, sizing it up, seeing yeah. what we got going on. And it was there. too much. Like it was the fist bump and then a yeah. grasp, and yeah. I was like, okay. You had me at this is too much. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> How did I not know this? I uh, yeah, he was there and did you did you tell him who you were? No, I did not. And on purpose, I was not introduced at all. <laughs> I was basically just like left to be away, honestly. Because <laughs> like, there's multiple people that I have met that have no idea who I am. <laughs> that to them, it's just Anna. <laughs> Anna, period. Just, this, just, just, there's no way this is Anna. Hi, uh, this is John Smith. This is Jane Doe. Anna. <laughs> yeah, there is no... Okay. Especially because I feel like we look a lot alike. So some people will give me a double take, especially because we're in Iowa, you know? And yeah. So, but yeah, I did, thankfully. And funny enough, I was not at any risk of Lindsey Graham's arm grasping. I wonder why, but... Wow. Did you guys know about this? No. No, didn't need to. <laughs> Todd's like, I wish gonna I still did I not. Going to pretend I didn't. Off I, the air, I, you're going to have to tell me which guys. I will. T- I will tell you. Off the air. Off the air, I will tell you guys. But I can't hear. All right. It's too much. Yeah, that's. 
It's just too much. <laughs> I can't go there here. All right, let's do a palate cleanser. Okay. Yes, please. Uh, Melissa Blazik says Dylan Mulvaney's Christmas song. Apparently, he has a Christmas song. Will be played at Mar-a-Lago Christmas parties. Oh my. I had no idea Dylan Mulvaney had a Christmas song. That's a palate cleanser? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It just seems like we're just, it's a redundancy, frankly, if you ask me. As the one who once dubbed Lindsey Graham America's first transgendered Republican, and one of my career highlights was when Dana Bash on CNN asked him about that his, to get his reaction. I'll never forget that. That was literally one of the proudest moments of my career. But um, still, Dylan Mulvaney's a redundancy. Is this it? Yeah. I'm going to have to sell as well, but it's because uh, Trump can't play him there. The rights are already owned by uh, uh, USC. Yes, I was going to say. I mean, D- Dylan's a redundancy yeah. at Mar-a-Lago. They've already got a bathroom there for Caitlin oh, or for Bruce. Ultimate fighting. Yep. That's where this is going to be played. And I'm, and I'm telling you right now, even at his advanced age, Bruce is still carrying around. I got to think a little bit more uh, muscle than old Dylan, don't you think? At even his advanced age. I mean, I got to think. I I should actually, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. You haven't been able to stop since this show started. I know, but now my kid is here and I'm feeling convicted. I have to stop. I got to put on some modicum of restraint, respectability. All right. Now for an actual palate cleanser. Nate says 2016 MAGA was fire, while 2024 MAGA is just flaming. Uh, attached is a screenshot. When do we actually Alex get to the palate cleansers? <laughs> when do these begin? Tweet saying he watched the Senate video over ten times. Leave that up there for a second. This this is one of the greatest cell phones in the history of this platform. <laughs> this is uh, this isn't this is the name of the guy that tried picking a fight with me earlier this year, right? Isn't it this yeah. guy? Okay. And I told him, hey, if you got an issues, we'll just put you on the show. Yeah, right? Never, never heard. Never heard. Yeah. And uh, I mean. To go out there and say, I've watched the video of somebody getting sodomized in the Senate over 10 times. Why? Why? That's a pretty big L. Yes, that's a, <laughs> that's a pretty big L. That's I'm going to put an L, L on. That yeah. I think, yeah, I think you've pretty summed it, pretty much summed Maybe it up for all of us. That. Yeah, that's a big L. Yeah. It's, it is one of the greatest cell phones in the entire history of the Twitter platform. Unquestionably. Yes. Bye. Uh, next, I promise this one is an actual palate cleanser. MTN Girl RP says, there are people you know right now who are going to accept the mark of the beast. <laughs> what a transition, man. We've got enough. We've got... <laughs> Aaron is over there like, just... You, you, you people have no idea what I have in store for you these next two hours. <laughs> I will a- break you in ways you cannot comprehend. I've got my kid here, man. Okay, it's not my, my grand, fault. my it's grandkids, my, my grandkids inside of there. All right, we're in, we had an hour and forty-five minutes to go. We've had three non-palate cleansers. <laughs> I needed a Silkwood shower after each one, and then we went right to Mark of the Mark Beast. Of the Beast. <laughs> yes. Bye. So we're essentially saying we believe the Antichrist is on Earth right now. Yeah. Value bet. Bye. Value <laughs> bet. Anna, what do you think? Do you think the Antichrist is alive today? I don't know. I, <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I guess I haven't put much thought into <laughs> to that silly guy. So it's kind of like, uh, but no. The woman who's about to give birth to this new hopeful life. <laughs> No, I'm not really thinking right now that we're on the brink of the end of the world. I would, see, that's kind of my view is like... I'm kind uh, of looking long term. I'm kind of thinking long term right now really myself. I don't really want to buy it into existence, so I'm just going to sell it because of that. I'll sell. I'll... I'll Also, okay. Next but, up, but I was thinking of hedging by pointing out. I I do think there's never been an era where it could be more possibly true than this one. Just because I I don't think there's ever been an era in human history where a singular message of dominance could reach, you know, every corner of the globe. In literally an instant, until now. But um, also. All right, moving on. Aaron Reali says, "Blasphemy laws such as the founders enacted should be reinstated." Yeah, I'm, yeah, no problem. Who's defining I mean, blasphemy now? Well, that. that begs that's why I'm going to. That's why I'm going to no. vote no. Because I don't. I, I I think I don't want to give a blasphemous government that kind of power. Are they going to take it anyways? Yeah, gonna... that's true. Let's see. Want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Stop, let's stop acting. They just put the demon statue in the Iowa State Capitol. So I, it's, I'm amazed that people do not understand the gravity of what just happened and our total lack of reaction to it. It's just a troll. Todd, that's all it was. Just a troll. It's way- Have a sense of humor, Todd. It's a shibboleth is what it is. Oh, good use of the word. Anna, are you a buyer or sell? I'll sell it as well. Okay. Next, Samuel Hostetler says, John Fetterman is to the right of Mitch McConnell. I mean, I'll, I, I will buy. <laughs> I mean, I, from at least in the last month and a half, he's to the right of at least half of the Republican Senate caucus. So... Now, whether or not he realizes that, that's a harder proposition, okay? But I will certainly buy that, you bet. Like, there's this story going around yesterday that McConnell has a 6% approval rating. But here's the thing. Where is the movement to topple him? Who is the challenger to his power? Who is ramping up support to either be an heir apparent or to finish him off. Kentucky just put Bashir back in office. Right. So we're going to try to primary Thomas Massey. They're going to threaten to primary Chip Roy instead. So without, without any formal opposition to him, his approval rating might as well be a hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can have, you can have an opinion, whatever you want of old glitch. And that is still the nickname of the year. Copyright Emerald Robinson. But you can have any opinion of old glitch you want, and you know everybody knows what mine is, has been for many, many a moon. Nevertheless, if there's no opposition to your authority, then, then whatever your opinion is is irrelevant, right? He just maintains and wields power. You know. That being said, 
you know, I do think John Fetterman is is at least is, is at least right now this reboot. Who look, we, we we will see how long this post Vares report, John Fetterman. We'll see how long this this version lasts before you know he goes home for Christmas and they got to reboot him back into a progressive again. Anna, I agree. So this is where you're deferring to me? No, that part, I this one I did know. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. I'll clarify. I did know this. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Daniel Garrett says, single colored light strands on homes are blasphemous and multicolored strands are the only way to go for Christmas light decorations. Please let me go first. Please let me go first. You I got go it because I got to share about the alien lights. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So the like last few years, thankfully not this year, thank God not this year. My dad used to have a great white Christmas tree, and then on the top, this like thick bulk alien spaceship looking thing that just sat on top of it with these thick strands of lights coming down. And they were all multicolored, and it just looked horrendous. You remember those, Dad? They looked horrible. They were horrible. I resent the disrespectful <laughs> characterization of those lights. Everybody agrees. Call anybody from the day's household. They were a mess. This is the level of derangement that happens, Anna, when you start Christmas on November 1st. Reel this thing in a bit. It's for everyone's good. You're starting to realize this. Thankfully, bulbs started going out, so it got thrown away. The kids freaking sabotaged my lights and then then had mom throw them away when I wasn't around. Because they were... It was... For somebody who loves Christmas so much, that was rough. I thought the lights were nice. Now, I I do agree. The the lights I bought this year, which do a lot of the same things, but do not look as, a, as intrusive and look more natural lighting, <laughs> are an upgrade. I agree. Don't you agree? That this year is, it yes. didn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> so I do agree with you on that. So okay. single-colored light strands are blasphemous. I completely disagree. Sell. I sell as well. I also sell. Okay. I, I, I kind of think if we're talking about restoring blasphemy laws, maybe there needs to be a little bit higher threshold of blasphemy than whether you like <laughs> multicolor or single-colored Christmas lights. Fair? Pick Fair. and choose your battles. Yeah. I think it's got to be a little bit more you know, narrow and specifically defined than that. But yes. Next, Sarah Menser says the Florida grand jury and panel to investigate COVID-19 vaccines will be extended another six months and will return their findings just in time for the 2024 election. Sell, I don't... I'm going to sell. I think you're going to see their findings here in the next couple of weeks. Agreed. Is what I think. I'll sell. Next, we go to dueling politics. Trump is convicted in one or more cases, wins the primary, but the GOP says it will not allow a felon to be on the ticket at the convention, further splitting the party, just as Democrats planned. That would be something if it's if it's Republicans and not even... I mean, the Democrats are ready and waiting to do it, but the Republicans gladly beat him to it. I'm buying just because I can totally see this. I, I can't see any scenario where Rana... Romney McDaniel and the RNC takes any kind of that sort of stance against Trump. I I can't. If anything, they're more likely to change the party's color logo into an orange jumpsuit, you know, and uh, I I can't see that. I can't. 
I can't see any scenario where they make some kind of a, a stance like that. Ronald McDaniel's not calling any shots. Yep. And I can't see any position where the people in charge that are calling her shots would do it. I, I can't. I'm, I think it would take – for that to occur, I, one scenario where I think it could happen. Whatever you think the percentage is that Nikki Haley is Trump's running mate, that's the percentage of something like that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because then you get to, huh, we've got an heir apparent already standing by. You see what I'm saying? That, that, that's where you get into Ed Two Brute. You're, you've, and you've, now you've got the Koch brother yep. coming to the RNC. Hey, yep. we've got another $100 million cash infusion. You guys are hard up for cash. We got, we got what we wanted out of Trump. Uh, you know what? You uh, got rid of DeSantis for us and, and, gave, uh, and put our proxy in there, our steward in there. Uh, so you're of no more use to us. That's the only possible scenario I could see something like this taking place. So I will sell. What about you, kiddo? I I agree. Okay. With you on the selling part. Steve Dace's mispronounced last name says <laughs> he's got twenty to three twenty twenty four predictions. Uh, first prediction: Aaron and Todd getting to a wrestling match live on set because why not? So because they're not a Democrat Senate staffer, that's why. <laughs> so I I, will I sell. do sell that. Yeah. Uh, Trump and Biden both have sharding accidents on the campaign trail. <laughs> I'm going to sell that. I, I got to buy just because I love the word sharding. I mean, I just love it. <laughs> so I mean, I would just randomly insert it into sentences and, and places. You know, if I like if I like made a movie, not like produced one, but like got to direct it hands on, I would just like randomly insert Sharding Easter eggs. I just love the term. Oh, that's why you're not okay. let you make that movie. Random thing I've ever heard. I do. I just think sharding is one of the greatest words that's ever been created. How, you can't say that word without a smile, without breaking out in laughter. I mean, it just. I mean. Okay. This is so weird. Yeah. This yeah, is like the most random thing I've ever heard. I've never heard you say that. It is, man. I mean, how do you say? How, I dare you. I dare you. Someone says sharding and you are you don't smile in response. <laughs> no. Sharding. Okay. <laughs> Automatic for me. No matter what mood I'm in, drop a reference to sharding and I'll have that little twinkle in the eye. And finally <laughs> final This is so weird. Final prediction from Steve Dace's mispronounced last name. Steve grows a beard. I cannot. Yeah, I, I can't do it, man. I cannot grow a beard. I've tried. It grows really good for like three days, and then it, that's that's it. That stops. I, I can't grow a beard. So sell. Sell. Next, Andrew Parr says, traces of monkeypox virus will be found in Senate chambers <laughs> oh and will be need to shut down for the 2024 fiscal year. From your lips to God's ears, Andrew. Sure, buy. Let's set the. What, 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 any reason to shut the Senate down sounds good to me. Yeah, so that's there why we go. I'll buy just because it made me laugh. That's as good a reason as any. But <laughs> what are we doing here as a country? What are we doing? Sharding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Do, we're not starting. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> we are doing that. Yes. Next, we go to uncommon sense. Satanists are just atheist trolls. That's probably true for most. 
I mean, I would, you know, I would say the ratio of people claiming to be Satanists who are, you know, trying to, you know, communicate to Dormammu and aren't just trying to troll you is, is probably pretty high, you know? Um, so I think as a general rule, that's likely. Either way, really super smart, constitutional, four-dimensional chess folks, either way, it's not protected by the First Amendment. Not. Agreed. I agree with that. Anna? I'll sell because... I think that's I think that like you said most of them are but I think most of them are without meaning to be like I think a lot of them believe what they're saying to a certain extent if that makes sense next we go to Sean Griffiths if you can only keep one movie per row the correct right, choices let's say this one we've only got like two are four left. six and ten if you can only keep one movie per column the correct choices are one ten seven and four for those of you listening on the podcast, sorry, this is why you have to watch the show sometimes. It's a grid of classic Christmas movies, and we will throw down when we uh, when we come back from the Yeah, from the I think I'm going to establish when we come back that I, I think I disagree with them on every row, actually. <laughs> Only that? Other, We're yeah. getting intense. It's yes. getting, it's getting I, deep in here. Yeah, I mean, other than I don't think he got... Any of his three options, right? I he did think, a pretty good job. I think he did a good job. I think there's going to be a lot of agreement there. <laughs> Other than that, it sucks. Oh, yeah, I thought we get four <laughs> options. Is it columns or rows? Both. No. Yeah, both. So we'll we'll do that throwdown when we uh, come back. I'm not uh, sure I'm smart enough to do both. I might have to do columns or rows. I mean, I have to do horizontal and vertical both. That's hard. Mm-hmm. Can we talk mm-hmm. about sharding again? That's a lot easier. That's a lot simpler. Yes. Well, if you do one, you get one more cha- one more choice. I'm saying that's what you want. You want columns. Right? Rose makes it harder. We were a great country once. <laughs> we were. We were an exceptional country, in fact. Play taps again, Aaron. Yes. And, and now, frankly, we're just... We're just sharding. That's really what we're doing here. More in a moment. The Steve Day Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, let's... Let's look at this opening segment here as a warm-up, okay, as an hors d'oeuvre, you know, it's an appetizer, all right, just getting started here, and things are going to improve, they're going to get better, they're going to, they're going to be meaningful, right? Yes, no sharding around. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. See? Made in me smile. In all serious. 
All seriousness. Yeah, I, I, I can't help but smile every time I hear that word. But we're going to mature now, and we're going we're to try to give America the programming that it needs, and more importantly, it deserves. So let's pick our favorite Christmas movies out of in, columns and rows. Indeed. So Aaron, reset this. Yes. So this is from Sean Griffiths who has a photo of a grid of classic Christmas movies. Should I just read off the movies for yes. our podcast listeners across? One, two, three, four. We've got uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which my wife and I just watched uh, earlier this week. Uh, we've got The Polar Express, Elf, and what's the last movie there? Uh, Miracle, Miracle on 34th, 34th Street. Miracle on 34th Street. Across the second row, we have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Rankin-Bass. We've got A Christmas Story. We've got Home Alone and the Jim Carrey Grinch. Along the bottom row, we have Tim Allen's Santa Claus, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Die Hard, and The Peanuts, whatever that. Uh, Charlie Brown Charlie Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. That is. And so we're doing these horizontally? Um, we're doing both. Both, I guess. Okay. Right, so, we're gonna- so Sean says, if you can only keep one movie per row, our poor podcast listeners have no idea what's going on right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you can only keep one movie per row, so there's three rows, the correct choices are four, Miracle on 34th Street, six, A Christmas Story, and ten, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. If you can only keep one movie per column, the correct choices are one, ten, seven, and four, which would be Christmas Vacation, uh, let's see, It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone, and Miracle on 34th Street. So I don't disagree with them as much as I thought horizontally I would have Elf actually number one as much as I love Miracle on 34th Street but I'd have Elf number three horizontally I agree number six in row two uh, with uh, A Christmas Story and I agree with It's a Wonderful Life at at, at 10 if we did this by columns vertically I would uh, do number one uh, number 10 number three and number four so I don't disagree with him as much as I thought. So Basically, buying. him and I disagree about Elf. So you're, you're pretty much buying, Sean. Yeah, I'm pretty much buying. Yeah, my bad, Sean. My <laughs> bad. You completely just trashed. I know. I just completely <laughs> lit you up break. and embarrassed you before we went to break. He's and probably now not watching I've, anymore. I've, I've, <laughs> He's done. <laughs> I've come not to bury Sean, but to praise him. That's a pretty good list, Sean. I'm with you. Okay. Kay. Todd and Anna. I'm going, if we're going by uh, row, I'm going one, six, and 11. Die hard? Yes. And if we're going by column, I'm going one, six, 11, and uh, eight. So you're going Christmas Vacation, Christmas Story, Die Hard, and Jim Carrey's Grinch. Sure. Anna, you have any thoughts? So per row, I'll do three, eight, and ten. So Elf, Grinch, and It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. Okay. And then by column, I'll do one, National Lampoons, ten, It's a Wonderful Life, three again for Elf, and then twelve for Charlie Brown. Okay. All right. So your picks are pretty similar to mine. Yeah. Okay. We're we're just kind of, you don't like Miracle on 34th Street as much as I do. Not uh, not as much as no some of the others. No. Well, I'm not sure if I've ever seen that movie. Actually, it's been has, a long time. Has one I of the greatest it. climactic scenes of all time. Next, we go back to Andrew Parr. Nikki Haley is the political love child of George W. and Hillary Clinton. Well, I mean, by her own admission, this is largely true. It's kind of self-evident. I'll buy. Sure. 
she said herself she was inspired by Hillary Clinton and mm-hmm. she's basically a Republican from 20 years ago. Uh, that's essentially George W. Bush. So, yeah. Makes sense to me. The Smoked Orange says, in light of Minnesomalia's new flag, we will see at least one state incorporate rainbow colors into their state flag by the end of 2024. So is this Minnesomalia thing, is this legit? Yeah. They commissioned, an, apparently their old flag was racist or something, so they commissioned a commission to develop a new flag, and it looks a lot like Somalia. The Somali flag. Yeah. In case Uh-oh. you don't know, there are a lot of Somali refugees yeah. and immigrants in Minnesota. Yes. I'll buy I'll completely buy this. I, I don't even think that you need the Somali precedent. I, I could see this just happening organically in and of itself. I mean, it's it's the national religion. So we we already adorn government buildings in it, the White House in it. It gets an entire month. I mean, I if now that I now that we are discussing it, to me it almost seems passe that it hasn't happened already. What do you what do you think? I'll Princess? sell. Because I actually, I think, I don't know, I don't think it'll be incorporated into our current flag, but I do see them, like, raising that, like, the LGB whatever flag more with the American flag. Like, usually we only see that kind of stuff during Pride Month. Mm -hmm. I see them doing it more so, a lot more. Because right now I've heard that there's, like, talks of them trying to put in the Palestinian flag in that, the LGBTQ flag as well. Like, people are starting to do that, too. Like, I've seen bumper stickers of that as I've been driving. So it'll be like your typical LGBTQ flag with the Palestinian flag in there. There's a lot going on in that. So I, I'll Well, we, I'll you're it. right that every during Pride Month every year, well, when the Democrats are in charge, the embassies put the rainbow flag up on, you know, with see, the See, and I American see it flag. happening more so like just as a regular thing instead of just that month. I see them raising both together. Now, have you guys seen that meme that, that goes queers for Palestine? with the logo and then next to it there's a picture of queers in palestine which i won't describe have you guys seen that meme i have not seen that it is brutal okay you can only imagine what the queers in palestine meme looks like it's pretty brutal by the way todd breaking news from the babylon bay i got to get your reaction to this pope francis announces church may bless same-sex couples as long as a priest ends blessing with no homo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's 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 more optimistic than what actually happened so that's great that is great next up we go to donnie perry when jesus comes back he needs to do an episode of undercover boss with joel osteen's church oh my sure sell joel osteen isn't working for jesus oh that was good Dude. i was about to buy and then i was that's another classic Babylon Bee headline. Joel Osteen realized he's been reading his Bible upside down. <laughs> Joel Osteen, you know, uh, Joel Osteen realizes that, uh, you know, his uh, dust off his Bible. I still think my all-time, one of my all-time favorites is Calvinist Dog says no one is a good boy. That's still one of my all-time favorites. But um, I'm going to sell. I would have bought, but you came up with something even mm-hmm. better, Aaron. So that's why I've got to sell. I agree. Yeah. Next, we go to Tom Deerling. Better nail this one, Tom. Top oh five movies in a trilogy form. Number five, Spider-Man, the home version. Number four, Godfather. Mm. Says that would be number one except for part three. Number three, Star Wars episodes four through six. Two, Christopher Nolan's Batman and one, Lord of the Rings. It's a pretty good list to me. It's a pretty good list to me. I mean, 
you can differ whether you think the original Star Wars trilogy, which kind of gave us a trilogy for the first time, whether that should be one or Lord of the Rings is number one. Um, the first two Godfather films are amongst the greatest films ever made. So, I mean, I even though opinions vary very differently on Godfather three, I'm fine putting that on the list just because of how good parts one and two are. You know, I'm thinking um, the Spider Man movies. We're talking the uh, Tom Holland ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. You I don't, don't think, think they, I don't think they should be in the top five trilogies of I mean, all Well, I was time. actually wondering, is it a trilogy? They're already going to make another. They've already announced they're making That's another one for sure. Question: Do we are we not yeah. allowed oh. to just say the first three Indiana Jones? Right, because that that's right. That's 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 why I was hesitating on afterwards. that. Because is it? Do we? I mean, it, it it's standing at three movies now. But remember, he was kind of a focal point of uh, Avengers or not Avengers. It was a Civil War, Captain America mm-hmm. Civil War. Um, they've already begun, you know, pre-production on the next movie. So is that a trilogy or not, per se? Just the standalone Spider-Mans, yeah. I would count that as a trilogy. Okay. What do you think, what else do you think should be in there then? See, that's what I was trying to think of. As I, I can't think of another one. I just don't think that, I don't know. I have very like specific views on each Spider-Man and how I feel about each of them. Because I think Tom Holland is a is a really great Peter Parker, but he's an all right Spider-Man to me. See, I think he's a great Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield was a, or I think I think Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire were good Peter Parkers, and Andrew Garfield was a very good Spider-Man. I agree. That's what I think. I completely agree with that. We also have no representation of High School Musical one, two, or three. That is a trilogy as well. That is. And you we got a lot of memories where that is. I know. Is. I got to represent my Gen Z viewers out there, yes, right? Yes, you do. That, I, that's why you're here. Finally. We came up with a reason. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll sell. I'll, I'll buy because I agree with four out of the five. I'm, I'm not sure about Spider-Man being there. I'll buy. Next up, Ryan says, the way to prosperity again is twofold. Number one, every member of the corporate press loses their jobs. And number two, anyone involved in the universities everywhere does too. That'd be well, a good I, start. I, I mean, I, I just think it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a solution to a lot of problems. Yeah. So, okay, bye. Sure. I'll sell because I don't think it's a solution to solve all prosperity. Does, does it say like a start? No, he just says to prosperity again. Then I'll sell. Right. Look at Anna coming off the top rope, having perspective. A broader perspective than the two old guys like you and me. She's not thinking how happy those two <laughs> things would make her feel. <laughs> <laughs> no matter where they go after that, this there would be happiness. Next up is Clan McLeod. Next year, corporate ESG programs will start to force companies to implement social credit scores for their employees. Oh, Bye. total buy on this. What's happening is you guys is, is you guys don't know this, but some of you are cramping my style here. I'm already beginning to formulate in my head what my predictions are going to be for next year, you know, for our first episode back on January 4th. And a couple of you guys for with, you, with what you've come up with are stealing my thunder, starting with this one. Your style, as in your, your .5 out of 10 points, that's your style? It was people an off year. Yeah, people was, don't know that yet. Yeah, people don't know that yet, Todd. Is uh, an off year. Okay. We'll find out on Friday. 
Can we just repeat and do that again? No. <laughs> no, we can't. That will add about half hour of work. You'll have me. fun anyways. I promise. <laughs> Peter Hackman says, a pumpkin spice green bean casserole coated with chocolate. Sell. Oh, gosh, no. That sounds like a desecration of chocolate. Sell. What I can't handle is all of these people trying to get you to eat your vegetables. <laughs> like, I can't do the meme anymore. It's just sell on it all. What is green bean casserole, honey? It's I one I hate it. I hate green bean. Are you wanting me to tell you like what's in it? No, me just what is it? Gross. Yes. And it's horrible. Yes. The only salvageable part of green bean casserole is like the French onion stuff on yes. the top. But you can just buy those in a can and separate. And I have, eat them separate while they're making it. Not have to sully it with any of the rest of the disaster. No, that it doesn't. That concoction. But Zoe, my sister, like she'll just eat that. She'll have you guys save it and eat it. Zoe likes green bean casserole? She loves so, green bean casserole. We were doing great until you Dad, threw that in. girl. We're going to teach you about argumentation is don't offer up nice. any cul- don't exculpatory information unless asked, okay? Right. We had him totally <laughs> cornered and feeling ashamed, all right? Oh, there was no shame. <laughs> and, then, and then you preemptively, because you're a sweetie, gave him a lifeline because you didn't want to look like you were too condemning and you're like, well, you know, I, I do know some people I care about that I don't think are idiots <laughs> that like it. You know, my my kid sister does. Don't do that. Okay. All right. Don't, when you have your opponent down, no mercy, sweep the leg. But I, okay? I want a good relationship with everybody here. I want peace and goodwill towards men, these men. <laughs> I'm just, I'm impressed that like she was even allowed to escape the vortex. I just assumed like it was there, non-negotiable. You, you know, you don't. I think she's the only. I one. feel like she's like rooting for Ohio State in your house by eating green bean casserole. It's not quite to that level. But she is very antagonistic. That would be her, though. She is very antagonistic. Zoe, <laughs> what I'm saying about that is, Zoe, root for Ohio State in your house. All the kids have some of Dad's personality traits. All right, the ones Anna has are very obvious. Zoe absolutely has my contrarian. I don't need to join. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Yeah. I'm, I'm my own person. I'll choose the opposite yeah. just because you chose the yes, one I wanted to choose. she completely has that, okay? Yeah. You know, she she's fine going her own way. And I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story before. One time she when she was little, she announced that uh, she was going to be a vegetarian. Do you remember this? Yeah, she announced that. She yeah. told me beforehand that she was going to tell you yeah. that. She 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 was going to be a vegetarian and do her own thing, and I I bribed her. I bought her off. I think I gave her offered her five bucks. I offered her five bucks to eat some bacon and not be a vegetarian anymore, and she took the money, <laughs> and and I thought, and then I I thought at the end of the transaction that I like had, you know, tricked her. And then after I gave her the five bucks, she had that little, that she still has to this day, that look she has on her face when she kind of got over on you, you know? <laughs> and it wouldn't shock me at all knowing that, knowing, knowing Zoe as I do now, if she just was like, I, could, I really wanted five, you know, some money out of you, old man. So I'll just get him to buy me off and tell him I'm being a vegetarian. And it worked. It worked. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Next submission we don't have time to get to in this segment. It is a top 25, a definitive top 25 list of best Christmas movies and specials. Oh, wow. Instead, before we get out of this segment, we will go to Sheepdog 1458, which I'm not putting up on the screen because I don't want to give away the other one. Uh, the correct Christmas present opening tradition is one gift on Christmas Eve, Christmas pajamas. Christmas morning, everyone is given one gift to open at a time, no tearing into them all simultaneously. 
this is the way Merry Christmas, gentlemen and gentle lady. It's kind of the way we've done things. Yeah, I would I I'll buy that as long as the people opening the gifts are respectful that everybody else wants to open their gifts as well. Like when Noah was little, my little brother and he'd go <laughs> and he would he take did. one. No, just take these little pieces of tape. And off. then you see me come into the home video and I just like rip and I'm like, let's open it, buddy. <laughs> so as long as the people opening are respectful, like yeah, your passive aggressive wave, let's go. All right, no, that was good. I'll buy. Yep. Yeah, that's how we did it. So I like it. I'll yeah. buy. That's kind of the only way to do it. I I think there's mixed opinions on opening a pr- one present on Christmas Eve. Some families do that. Some families don't. But uh, yeah, opening them all together at once is just kind of that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Didn't uh, in a Christmas story? Didn't they? Didn't both the boys open them all at once? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They just tear into them all at once and uh, have at it. But there's just two of them, too. True. Yeah. So, all right, when we come back, we'll continue on hour two of a special two-hour buy, sell, or hold. Hopefully, you're having as much fun as we are or aren't. More in a moment. Hour two underway here on Blaze TV radio and podcast and hour two of our special year end two hour by seller hold. Steve Dace here with daughters and Aaron McIntyre, our oldest, my oldest daughter said our oldest daughter, my oldest daughter, uh, Anastasia is here with us as well. Part two brought to you by our friends over at Preborn. If you're looking to make a donation, particularly this year with year end giving uh, a very worthwhile cause and a very effective ministry. Our friends over at Preborn, they understand that uh, truth and grace isn't just a catchphrase. It's not a buzzword. They actually practice it over there. Uh, they confront moms who are considering uh, murdering their children with the truth of a ultrasound. And that ultrasound, uh, 80% of the time, convicts them that that isn't an unviable tissue mass. It's not a blob. It's not my body, my choice, but that heartbeat belongs to somebody else. And they don't go through with something they'll regret the rest of their lives. But they also know that there's a reason usually that that mom was considering that. Chances are, if she is in a marriage with a husband who cherishes her, she's not going to consider an abortion. It's not even on her radar. It's the women who aren't in those kinds of relationships that typically are. So they they know these women need support. They need help. And they're there for that as well, whether it's postnatal care, prenatal care, counseling, even car seats, uh, all of they, all of this that they do for both the, the mom and the baby. They love them both, and they do it for free, provided, though, that they have funding from people like us. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation to Preborn today, just go to preborn.com slash Steve. That's preborn.com slash Steve, or dial pound 250 with the keyword baby on your mobile phone, or just go to preborn.com slash Steve. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, me, we, and Gab. Follow me at... Steve Dace on Facebook. I just said that. Follow me at Steve Dace Show, I should say, on Twitter 
uh, TikTok, Instagram, and Getter. And then also, if you are a podcast listener, you can also um, just leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate that, especially if you like the show, even if you like it just a little bit. Um, If you don't like the show, we would not ask you to lie. But if you only kind of like the show, we totally would ask you to exaggerate then. All right. We just want to see one in five star reviews. That's all we want to see. None of that two and three star stuff. No, nope. one in five. That's it. Preferably more, preferably more fives than ones. Thank you to all of you that have left us one of those five star reviews. And also don't forget to subscribe or follow. That way, every time we do a new episode, it shows up in your feed every single time. All right, Aaron, let's continue on. All right. I tease this at the end of the last segment. This is from Ed McRae. Here's the list. Most agree on, he says. Give you a chance to discuss some of these greatest films and specials, Christmas films and specials. Definitive list of the top 25 greatest Chris, uh, Christmas films and specials ever made. Number 25, Scrooged from 1988. Yeah, that's really good. I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, try that again, honey. Sorry. I don't think I've ever seen Bill that. Bill Murray? The Bill. I, I don't know yeah. that it belongs in the top 25. I don't 25. think I've ever actually seen that. It's really good. I'm, I'm going to sell on it being in the top 25. Top 50? Okay, not sure about top 25. Number 24, Holiday Inn and White Christmas. This, this, yeah. Is, yeah, this is an automatic. Yep. See, I've never yeah. seen either of these either. I saw it a couple days ago. You would, you would like it quite a bit. They're on our list, Stephen yeah. and I's movie yeah. list. You'll, you'll like it quite a bit. Number 23, Ernest Saves Christmas. Come on, no. man. No, no, no. You lost me at Ernest. No. Number 22, The Santa Claus. Sure. I could put. I could put. I it do there. like those movies. Yep. Well, Tim Allen's great. Number twenty-one, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Ain't no hole in the wash tub. It's a classic, man. Classic. Yeah. It is a We're classic. Gonna wa- Steve and I are going to watch that today. Yep. Nah. I'm so excited. Barbecue. Just pretty girl dancing to jug band music. I love <laughs> Emmett Otter's Jug Mr. Band Christmas. Mama's Barbecue. That's right. Woo-hoo. Yes. Have to have that on there. Total buy. No. Number 20, Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I think so. It's for a generation. It's become a Particularly the first one belongs there. The second one's not bad, but the first one's a classic, you bet. Number 19, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. I'm going to sell that. I have no memory of it. Yeah, I have no memory of it, so I'm going to sell. Number 18, The Muppet Family Christmas. No. No, I'm going to sell. I don't remember that either. Number 17, The Muppet Christmas Carol. This one I'll buy. I do like that one. Yep. I'll buy this on was this on one. the TV a couple days ago. Yeah, it was good. Number 16, Rankin Bass, 1974. It was the night before Christmas. <laughs> if anything, that to needs to this. be higher. Yeah. I completely agree. It, I love this it's one. It's my favorite Rankin Bass one because um, even a miracle needs a hand. I love this. It's one of my favorites. Bye. Yeah. Number 15, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. No, I don't think uh, I've seen that. No idea. I would not put it in the top 25. So. Number 14, The Year Without a Santa Claus. Never heard of that. No idea what that is. Mm, that's oh, a good that's one. where Santa takes the, di- the year off. He's yeah, take- that's a good one, but it shouldn't. I don't think it should be that high at 14. It's too, it's too high. It should definitely not be ahead of Twas the Night Before Christmas. No, it should not. Or ahead of the Santa Claus. But this is the one where Santa gets kind of a midlife crisis and takes the year off yep. and then regrets it later. It's, yep. it's pretty good, actually. I'll buy. I'll buy that it's on the list, but it's too high. Number 13, Nestor, The Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. Too low. I love that one. I love Nestor. I do. I think it's fine where it's at, personally. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I if, mean, I Have you love... all ever heard the song, Dominic the Donkey? Yes. Ben is obsessed with that song. Is he? Right now. Okay. Yeah. But Nestor is incredible. I love Nestor. I do love Nestor a lot. Number 12, Elf. Too Needs low. to be higher. Too yes. low. But it belongs on the list, so I'll buy. 
Number 11, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yep. yep. That's a good one. Yep. That's a lot of people's favorite Rankin Bass special. Number 10, Scrooge. Sure. The 1951 version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the Alistair Sims one. That I think, All right? Time. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The writing is small on my screen, but okay. Number nine, The Little Drummer Boy. I like that one a lot. Yeah. It's too high. And there's no way it should be ahead of Nestor or Twas the Night Before that's Christmas. That's fair. They could switch places. But it, I'm okay with it being on the list. It's just, it's too high. Number eight, Frosty the Snowman. That's too high for me. Yeah, too high as well. It's has to be on the list. It was a must as a kid, but now watching it, uh, it doesn't hold up as well as some of the other ones. Uh, Number seven, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I tell you, Mm -hmm. I I said, I think earlier, Bella and I watched that earlier this week. It just delivers every single time. Yeah, it does. It was really fun. Todd and Margo. Yeah. And why is the carpet wet, Todd? (laughs) I don't know, Margo. We've got a we've got a little flag in front of our house, one of those little like garden flags that says, You serious, Clark? <laughs> Just love that. It's movie. the gift that keeps giving all the year long, Clark. I know Steven yes. had never seen that and we watched for the first time this year together and he was like crying, laughing. He thought that was it's, so funny. It's it's, it's tremendous. It is. Yeah. It is. Um Agree with it where it is on the list? Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with it being that high. Number six, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, it's yep. the OG of Rankin Bass, so it has to be somewhere on the list. So, bye. Number five, Miracle on 34th Street. Yep. I love the film. And like I, like I told you last segment, it has one of the greatest climactic scenes of any film in any genre, I think. Number four, How the Grinch Stole Christmas yes. from 66. I'll buy that. I think the movie with Jim Carrey is way better than the special. So, And that's not on the list. So it has to be on the list, but I think the Jim Carrey movie is my, the best iteration of the character. Fight you over that notion. She can't stand that movie. Uh, number three, A Christmas Story. All time. Too high for me, but. All time classic. Yes. Yeah. And number two, A Charlie Brown Christmas. All time classic. Yep. yep. And number one, It's a Wonderful Life. One Love of the it. greatest yep. films ever made. That was a pretty it's, good it's list. It's a pretty good Ed. list. My mm-hmm. list would look a lot different. There's a lot. At least five. But now, months. you know, you've compelled me over our break. I may come up with my own list. And I'm actually curating it's, my. I can't believe it doesn't exist. Yeah, I, mean, I, I have. Weird. You sent me like a, a sample. I don't know if they were in order. Did I? You sent okay. me a list. Maybe I can, I'll send it to you so then you can put okay. them in order. Like I'm curating my top 100 Christmas songs. The problem is I've got like three different versions of Little Drummer Boy <laughs> and three different versions <laughs> of Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Okay. Steve you know? doing a Christmas list of, of movies and specials. Candy cane, candy corn. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what, I, what I love, I love Todd's reaction to how I can just go off on these like serious tangents, like almost like these, you know, ex cathedra rants. Okay. Uh, and then I'm like, well, right now I'm really struggling with, I've got four different versions of Little Drummer Boy in my top 100 list. I'm trying to trim it down. It's one okay. of the, uh, the greatest parts of knowing you up close and personal is to to watch how it all comes together. It's just, <laughs> it's damn amazing. It really is. Uh, next, for some whiplash, Paul Howard says the quality of play in the NFL and college football will decrease Due to the portal and NIL, as players will not stay anywhere long enough to get developed proper, properly, especially when they're already making good money. Absolutely. Um, I here I think I don't foresee this being a problem in the NFL because we're only talking about a top tier group of guys that get drafted anyway. 
I, I definitely think this is a problem in college football, but I think you're going to have to be specific. What I, what I think you're going to see until, but I don't think you're going to, pardon me, I don't think you'll see it very long. I, I mean, I, I, I think within the next three years, five years at the maximum, there's going to be revenue sharing and contracts with players. But until then, what you are going to see is this will be true of about 75% of the teams. The other 25% of the teams will be better than they were before because of the amount the because of the amount of depth they're going to have, the amount of players that are going to play for them. That's, you're seeing it now. You're, you're seeing the quality of play in the MAC. The quality of play in a lot of the group of five leagues was very, very poor. And it'll, and it'll get worse. I mean, the amount of group of, what do I mean by group of five for those of you that don't mean, don't know what I mean? The, the teams that play in the conferences, other than like the really big leagues, like the Big Ten and the SEC and the, what is called the Power Four now, um, you're, you're seeing it now. I mean, the amount of kids from the MAC, if you look at these bowl games that are going on right now, and, and and we're early in the bowl season, so it's the it's the mid major or the lesser conferences that are playing their bowl games. These teams are quarterback, receivers, running backs are all in the transfer portal and not playing. The quality of play at that level is going to is going to depreciate is going to be depreciate greatly. But the top end will thrive as a result because those teams are going to have more depth than they ever had before. So I would not make this statement broadly, but I meaning or maybe not broadly but uniformly but broadly i think it will be true bye but i don't think it'll impact the nfl at all because it was already just the best players were getting drafted by the nfl took the words right out of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) thank you nice there's all kinds of people from all the power fives in the uh transfer portal as well there's no incentive to just suck it up and deal with the tough love that should come as part of being a football player it's it it's going to be sloppy. That's absolutely going to be transferred. Aaron's lament about why, uh, like, what's his face, Tony? You know, just you, you can't even line up on the bothered to line up on the. Uh, and he was offsides. He was uh, like beyond yeah, the line of scrimmage. And then drop you and and, uh, and uh, your quarterback just losing it because that guy apparently won't learn any lessons. You're not going to suddenly get to the NFL and grow up and have standards. Correct. It's. it's Everybody got, has got to figure out that there's no good end to this. Next, we go to some call me Tim, who says cider is better than hot chocolate or coffee. Sell. Sell. Oh, you chimed in right away. Go ahead. Why? <laughs> well, one, I'm a big coffee fan. I am a big coffee fan, which is unlike you because mm. I know you don't like coffee no, very much. I don't. And hot chocolate is like a classic drink. And I feel like cider is all right. Like, I feel like cider's like pretty overhyped, in my opinion. Like if I had like if there were two choices were standing in front of me, I'd probably take hot chocolate instead because okay. I was just like. Coffee is one of those things I want. I've I've wanted to like my whole life. I just as much as I love the smell, I've just never gotten into it as a drink. See, but I drink white girl coffee. So it's got like all kinds of sugar yeah. and. Yeah, so yeah. it's like really so good. What we're so really it's basically talking about a, cider versus hot chocolate. Have you ever tried <laughs> a caramel? So it's macchiato. basically a hot Sunday. Yeah. Have you ever tried a caramel macchiato, Steve? You would. You would. You love would like that. that. Would I? Okay. Yeah, an iced caramel yeah. macchiato. Okay. Lots you of, would like that. I'll make. I, I have an espresso. Lots of I dude codes one. shattered right there. <laughs> have you ever tried a caramel macchiato? <laughs> yes, that's exactly the voice I said it in, Todd. 
But no, I you, know you could do that voice though. You you buried the lead. The best part was his assumption that I was gonna like it. All right, that oh, was that the was giver, that was the yeah. best part. Let me find the most feminine, plain white girl drink, <laughs> Steve. I know you would like this. Okay, I blew through many, many, many dollars of my dining funds in college getting the overpriced caramel macchiato at the uh, cafeteria. It is super good. I have to tell you, your mom found for me pumpkin spice hot chocolate. I cannot tell you how freaking good it is. I mean, it is incredible. Wait, Chief, like just recently? Yeah. You hadn't found that before? No, I had not found. That seems like one of the simple ones. I had not found pumpkin spice hot chocolate before, and it's really good. It's really good, man. Here's the thing with apple cider. It's... It's. And next hour, the 10 biggest points that you need to know about Calvinism. But first, (laughs) apple cider. The thing with apple cider, the the thing is, it's it's usually really good or it's not. You know what I'm saying? To me, I think it's got, I think when it's really good, man, it's phenomenal. But when it's just, uh, you're like, apple juice is better than this. So I love apple cider if it's really good. There is you can you can get very limited in the fall at least around here, a pumpkin spice apple cider and it is, wow it's good. All right, folks, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's now come to the time of the show where we need to sing a song, uh, all together with me. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, this is Amazing Grift. This is from Pumpkin Cat 1031. Oh, no. On Maga Grift, the... Po- Why isn't anybody singing no. with me? The polls are sound. They'll save his candidacy. <laughs> Although he lost, we all are bound to milk every penny. Oh, Why didn't anybody sing that Too with soon. me? It was good the way you sang it. We wanted to hear you sing it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not I ready. I'm, not, I'm trying to save America, man. I'm not ready for this yet. I yeah. think that's number uh, 191 in the Trump null. The Trump. <laughs> I don't. <know>. Yeah. <sighs> I loved that one that you guys did about the like Trump worship songs that you guys just recently did. That one was popular it when is I well when with I posted. <laughs> Yeah, that one was really popular when I posted it that. People well loved that. Did you guys see the Photoshop that I posted? It it's- is well with my polls is incredible. Okay. That is absolutely profound. That is great. It was it's hilarious. It is well with my polls is awesome. Yes. That made me uncomfortable. Like like you could be like a, a hardcore Trumper and laugh at, at that. You know what I'm saying? That that's good natured Babylon B level of parody. This is when Donkey looks at Shrek and says, you cut me deep. I mean, this one, I'm not ready to, that one hurts to hear. Okay. That one, I'm not, that one, I'm not, uh, not seeing the humor in that one. Did you, kind of did you guys like see I this uh, Photoshop that I made? It's uh, Trump's head on Joel Osteen's Bible. <laughs> no. This is my polling. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of Kahali. I boldly confess my mind is pudding. My heart is darkened and I'll never, ever change. In Rasmussen's name. See again, this is too painful. I don't, I don't. This one hurts me to hear. I'm not. This one stings. I will tell you. I did this yesterday. No, Monday I did it. I muted any words that refer to polls on Twitter. I gotta tell you, man, that's a whole different Twitter experience. 
Spring cleaning. It is. Muting any reference to polls. The amount of conservative ca- accounts I am seeing now that I have not seen in like weeks or months. Just it, it, it really shows you how much content we do that is based on polls on the right. On the right, how much content we do based on polls that aren't even, who cares if they're even references to Trump? I mean, it's really just, it is stark to see what happens when you look at conservative Twitter and just take out and say, I don't want to see anything to do with any polls. I don't, I don't mute or block anyone like ever, but just to clean out my timeline after what you did to me, my including me on the Giuliani thing, I might have to, because I are have, the bots are out. I have not recovered. <laughs> Next up. Ron Burtz, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is the best TV Christmas special ever produced, far surpassing anything from Rankin Bass. I'm going to buy. I don't agree, but I am I'm totally fine with this opinion, given yeah. how good it is, what it represents, it, the timelessness of it. You know, I mean, it, it's a little bit like if you were to say to me, um, I, I think Gone with the Wind is better than, and you know, Anything Christopher Nolan made. I don't know that I agree with that, but we're also talking about yeah. what a lot of people think is the greatest film ever made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you'll get no argument out of me at all. None. Next, we go to Jamie Burwell. The husband and I have decided that even if they come forth with the alien bodies the and aircraft, it'll all be artificial intelligence. Buy is a, something you need... Uh, to consider i mean there's it's funny we used to talk um especially when um steve you've made this point about like what's the difference between ray rice and somebody else another football player it's the video it being caught on video but there's all kinds of stuff on twitter these days that has some kind of video with it and i am less likely to retweet it because even if i agree with it it, the, I, I don't know if even if it's not like AI video, is it is it video that's even actually the thing they're talking about or have they just borrowed? We've seen examples of this uh, taking video from a war in this place and saying it's uh, endemic of what's going on here. So I think this makes a really interesting point. We the, the, the obviousness that visuals help make a case with things that, you know, uh, it's just, you know, it's right in front of you. You see it versus having to, you know, read through it and parse whatever's there, I think is being used and will be used against us. That's, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'll buy as well. I could buy this, but the here's why I'm hesitating. I'll buy, I'll buy this. But my argument for I want to see bodies has nothing to do with whether I'm, I'm not indicating that I'm going to immediately buy what they present. I'm just saying that until they present something that we have not heard or seen elsewhere, this that's that's to me the threshold to even consider any further contemplation of this before we even get to what do we actually believe about it? Like, is it even worthy of discussing at all? Is it even worthy of following at all? Okay. One thing we should mention that we did not, you and I were talking about it, and there's I've just seen a few more developments about it, but you and I, Todd, were referencing this before we came on the air today. There is a Daily Mail report that 
at least 150 names on Epstein's client list are going to be released as soon as the as New Year's Day uh, by a court order there from the judge. Thoughts on who could or could not be. I've long maintained if Donald Trump was was on there, this would have been leaked a long time ago. Don't you think? That's been my position all along. Yeah. I or think. do you think, or, or let's play devil's advocate. Is it possible there's so much mutually assured yeah. destruction there that even the opportunity to implicate Donald Trump would mean that they would protect him to protect themselves? Meaning that for every Donald Trump, there's 500 of their people on there or something yeah. like that. Do you think that's possible? Oh, very possible. That, which is why we should be asking why now the motives for releasing this. I mean, this this could have been put out any number of ways. Why is this coming out right now? And why just these, what are they, are we saying there's, this is just a portion of them? So let me, let me read the story here from the Daily Mail in, in, in the UK. Um, dozens of Jeffrey Epstein's high profile associates and the, the number now is over 170. I, I had seen 150 when we got in here today. Yeah. The number is now over 170 are in for a New Year's surprise as they will be named in court documents said to be released the first days of 2024 as, and as soon as January 1. Although since that's a holiday, it'll likely be that the, the documents are made public the next day. Some 177 people will be identified across hundreds of files, which will shed new light on the late financier's sex trafficking operation and his network of influence. Judge Loretta Preska, and let me do this now. Let me be the first to start. Hashtag Judge Loretta Preska didn't kill herself. Fair? Sure. Uh, wrote, quote, unsealed in full next to the names of 177 does who are Epstein's friends, recruiters, victims, and others whose names will be revealed when the material is released in the coming weeks. The material is related to a defamation case brought by Prince Andrew's accuser, Virginia Roberts, in New York against Epstein's madam, Ghislaine Maxwell. Roberts sued Maxwell for defamation in 2016, and while the case was settled, the Miami Herald, which published a bombshell expose of Epstein that led to his arrest in 2019, sued to get these documents made public. Some of the does are identified in the ruling through links to interviews they have given to the media which the judge cited as a reason why they should not stay private. They include the housekeepers on Epstein's private island in the Caribbean, where some of the worst abuse that he perpetrated was carried out. In her ruling, Judge Preska gave 14 days for any does who objected to their documents being made public to object, after which they would be unsealed. But that's a, you want to talk about a, a Kobayashi Maru. Hey, I object to you having my name. Well, thanks, now we know. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to come forward and say... No, don't put my name out there. Well, now we know you were on there. You know what I'm saying? Are you better off trying to stop by, by doing that or just praying that yours not one of the 177 names that comes out, right? Okay. There will also be material about Haley Robson, who was named as a recruiter in police files of Epstein's original 2006 investigation. And um, so this is why. The more you read this now, this list is starting to seem more and more like the alien conversation like all these ancillary 
scumbags that were involved, but I, I bet you can get to 170 with a lot of people you've never heard of before. You know, if this is a pretty narrow as it relates to one lawsuit, it doesn't sound like we're going to be getting the Holy Grail. Maybe not this time. I'll bet you there's at least one name in there that will matter. And once this happens once, it's it's always easier to do it the second or third time sure. than after the first. But Aaron, you have any thoughts on this before we move on? Um, Got about three minutes here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good with everything crashing and burning that... Just burn it all down. I'd be fine if that ha- if that's what this accomplished. Well, our official show position is that rape ought to be a capital offense. And if you sexually assault a minor, you should be, and you're convicted, you should be executed. So, commenso festival. There it is. Okay. All right, continue on. All right. Uh, this will go to Carrie Huey if we don't win the election uh, next year. Steve will change his end scripture from John 3.17 to Galatians 6.7. I believe that's uh, reaping and sowing, right? Mm. Let me look that up, but I think that's I believe so, yeah. Galatians 6.7. Or is that, have I become your enemy because I told you the truth? Uh, yeah, that's reaping and sowing. Because have I become your enemy because I told you the truth is in Galatians as well. Uh, Your call. I could see that. I could see that potentially happening. So I'll buy. I could see it. Yeah. All right. Next we go to Shavi Sloan, who says Bryce Young is already a bust. So. It's early. I'll sell. I will tell you, I'm concerned. But the the best weapon he has is a what a thirty five year old wide receiver Adam Thielen. They didn't give him any weapons. He's got a new head coach coming. Um, but it's not a great start. I'll say that it's not a great start. And didn't Trey go one and fifteen in his rookie year? I was just but the different but the thing here though is the coaching staff being gone and everything. It's basically a waste of a year. You see what I'm saying? So it's another year zero next year with a new coaching staff. He's a rookie again next year. But so yeah. I love the kid, love what he's for, love what he's about. Think he's a great player, but it was it's not been promising. The, the reason I think he's a bust is because like every quarter it's the same thing with the USC guy. Everybody how many tanking for Tua. Tua's in what year 4 now and it's mm-hmm. finally coming together, but you got a Tyreek Hill on your team. Um uh Lawrence same thing. It was a great, I mean, he got, everybody's like this, that quarterback in this draft, that's Jesus. He's going to walk on water next. You do it every year over and over again because it's soap operas for men and you can't help yourself. Settle down. Go sports. Go football. Go Vikings. Skull. Skull. <laughs> <sighs> One more segment to go. That's it. Mercifully. Stay tuned. All right, let's get back to it. We've got only one segment left of this two-hour year-end edition of Buy, Sell, or Hold. We'll get through as many of these as we can. You guys ready? Ready. Let's go. All right. 
rock and roll, Aaron. Let me advance my slides here because that's the uh, limitations we have. We have a top 10 list. Most effective generals in American history. This is from Matt's collection. Number 10, uh, Curtis LeMay. Gosh, I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. I'm not even sure. I don't either. Got to pass on that one. I can make up something. Oh, good. Thank God. I was sitting there like. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, (laughs) what's going to happen? Like five guys. I cannot believe you don't know. Yes. Number nine, Jack Pershing. Uh, that's Black Jack from World yeah. War One. Okay, bye. Number sure. eight, Ulysses S. Grant. I think he's kind of got to be a little higher on the yeah. list, yeah, maybe. I mean, he was a game yeah. changer. Yeah. Number six, Dwight Eisenhower. Uh, that seems too low. That too. seems too low, too. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think you have to put Eisenhower and Grant ahead of Billy Mitchell and Norm Schwarzkopf, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea why Norman Schwarzkopf is up that high. I don't. I, yeah, number forgive. five, Douglas MacArthur. Number four, Norman Schwarzkopf. That, that number means. three, Billy Mitchell. Number two, George Patton. And number one, George Washington. Yeah. I, so I, shouldn't we do think, one George Washington, two Douglas MacArthur, three oh. George Patman, uh, Patton? No, three would probably oh. be great. No, I, I would put I would Eisenhower, too. Eisenhower, yeah, too? Would, yes. George Washington. I'd put Eisenhower, too. Two. I'd put Grant, three. I would I would put Patton or MacArthur depending on which one you prefer, but they would be four and five in in mm-hmm. my view is what I would do. Schwarzkopf has got to be six or below. Who's, yeah, I'd put him in the top ten. I mean, but I would, yeah, top who's ten. Billy but, Mitchell? Am I missing? No, which is why I said okay. you got to put you got to put Eisenhower and Grant. Eisenhower and Grant have to be two and three in my view. I mean, we're, have, we're, we're not a, one. We're, here's the thing: we're not a country if those guys don't win. You see what I'm saying? We're mm-hmm. not a country, so. Washington clearly is number one. No, yeah. he's not. Most effective? Yeah. No, he he made a, a lot of mistakes. I mean, he... he I kind of think that if, if we're not a country, if you don't win, you should be... Well, I don't know, but I'm just... Like overall, in, the, he, it's, in terms of tactics? No are one, we analyzing things just purely in terms of tactics, in terms I'm of... Just, I mean, it's pretty well... I mean, you don't even need to do a deep dive that he just... He was learning as he... I mean, he was amazing and steadfast and all that. I just would not put him number one. I would have no problem putting, uh, I think you should put Grant and Eisenhower ahead of them. It doesn't diminish what he ultimately accomplished. Steve, any I would retorts? have Washington, Eisenhower, and Grant, or Washington, Grant, Eisenhower, and then I kind of don't care what your list is after that. Well, actually, I'd put MacArthur and Patton next. And then I don't kind of care what your list is after that. All right. Uh, next, we go to uh, Bacon. Abraham Lincoln ushered in the era of big government. I, I know this is a very so, popular Ron Paulista take. I just, I, I, I you're, so I'm going to sell. I think you're trying to, the, you're, you're in the middle of a civil war, man. The big mm-hmm. government, okay. small government thing is one of the, yeah. Greatest crack pipes that conservatives suck on. Learn something about subsidiarity. I prefer the Ron Paul argument of pointing everything back to the creation of the Fed. Not what did a guy do when he's facing a civil yeah. war. Okay. Yeah. Next we go to Stacy and memes for unvaccinated fiends. Christmas Day and skiing are the only two times snow should be allowed. So I so. love the snow. Also. Um, I think it should be permitted to snow until January 2nd. I wish we had snow right now in Iowa. I'm kind of sad we don't. Yeah. 
as long as I love snow at Christmas, I'm fine with snow in the holidays. And then January 2nd, I, I detest this is where, it. This is where I see you, you know, you know, once you get into your mid sixties, you have potential to become a James Bond villain with like, if you have the resources to like alter weather. Ter- yes, it could happen. I love living here except for two months out of the year. January and February. Other 10 months, I love it. January and February, not so much. You remember when we went when you went with me, Todd, down to Dallas when we filmed The End for Nefarious, right? Of course. And that was in January, late January. Do you remember how my complete demeanor changed seeing blades of grass in the sun? Yeah, and then I remember as we're landing and you're we're looking out the window and you're narrating you're the like desolation. you're like Colonel Kurtz in Yes. The, Great analogy. Yes. You're just whispering over my shoulder. Yes. Oh, it's, it's death out there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that yes. actually happened. Yes. It did. Yep. Yep. Next up, we go to Rambo's Carving Knife, who says, The lead up to Christmas is great, but Christmas Day is a dud after around 8 a.m. Sell. 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 Come on, who man. Hurt you, like, Rambo's know. Carving Knife? <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking who that. Who hurt you, Rambo's Carving like, we had a great Christmas day last year, man. We, we playing the games and everything. I thought it was See, great. like, I sell what he just said, but I would say that Christmas day after, like, 4 p.m. is kind of... Because there's a lot going on right away. Yeah, because yeah. it's, like, great, 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 and then it's eat, 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 and then I, like, look over, like, you're dead asleep, grandpa's dead asleep, grandma's dead asleep, like, everybody's out. Yeah. We've already watched all the Christmas stuff, so it's kind of like we're just sitting there, like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Next... We go to Tyler Schlosser, who says 2024 will be worse than 2020 to 2023 combined. <laughs> who hurt you, that. Tyler? <laughs> Everybody and everything. I, yes, I, I'm i telling you, I, guys, I just. Gird thy loins. This, this, this baby bump over here is my whole year right now. Straight up. It is the only thing about 2024 that, that I am remotely looking forward to. I mean, I just. Yeah, I, I am firmly in something wicked this way comes territory, man. That being said, I have to sell on this. As negative as I am, I do not believe we're looking at another. Look at you, you plucky go-getter. <laughs> I don't believe we're looking at another. You may never come out of your homes ever again. Who knows? Okay. If you were to tell me 2021 and 2023 combined, maybe. Yeah, but the the select the wide yes. range selection of twenty twenty that's what makes twenty twenty is a uniquely terrible year in all of human mm-hmm. history, not just our recent lifetimes. Yeah. Next, we go to Evan Smith. Twenty twenty three was actually a good year in the sense that we got to see people take their masks off and show us who they really are. In other words, we got more clarity, and that's a good thing. If this is new to you, then I get that. But since it's not to yeah. me, just being reminded of things I already knew, you know, and and it just made it much more sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for, from my perspective, all a lot of you got to see is why I am the way that I am. You know, we were playing a game the other night at the house, and uh, what was it called? Uh, hot seat or something? Yeah. Okay. And uh, the one of the questions. Uh, Name that one of the cards I had that you guys had to answer a question for me. Name something about me that people that don't know me well wouldn't know or something like that, right? 
Yeah, it was like a misconception, like a misconception right. kind of about you. And all of you had answers like that you're that you can that you're pretty fun, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Okay. The stuff many of you learned this year, I was forced to learn long before you. And it's it's why I turned out like this. Okay. So I didn't need it to learn it again. Yeah, like I, a lot I, of people's comments were like, why aren't we doing things about this? You're like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Me, 2009. Okay. When I still had a chance to be salvaged and now I'm done. I'm dead. I'm finished. I'm a burnt offering here. Okay. Um, so no, I don't agree with that because I didn't enjoy relearning things that I kind of already knew. So no, I'd sell. Todd? My, I don't even remember the question. 20, uh, 2023 yeah. was actually a good year. No, I, oh, yes, yeah, sell. Anna? I sell. All right. Okay. Moving on, we now go to Prepper Girl, who says, as a new listener, I haven't heard you address this, but I keep finding friends and relatives who believe and still believe in the Q crap. Her submission is this. Uh, or she also says people are even melding it into their faith. She says, in 2030, there will still be people saying, trust the plan, and the military is in control. Well, I mean, this is this establishment of a new cult. Yeah. I don't think it, there's much of a question. QAnon is a blend of Gnosticism and astrology for MAGA. Yeah. I, I just think it's kind of a another American cult. So, sure. I could believe, you know, that... Pe- are you telling me people are going to see Donald Trump? He's not dead in 2030. Uh, I saw him at a McDonald's in Kalamazoo, okay? I, There's this I, guy that was interviewed, uh, a man on street interview, who was just adamant that Mike Lindell is actually JFK Jr. What was the previous person saying? That yeah, worse. 2023 worse. was actually good for all this to be exposed. <laughs> yes. I remember the first time I ever heard QAnon, I was still doing the sports show with Kurt Schilling. Do you remember this, Aaron? I mm-hmm. came in that morning to do the show, yeah, well, and, I, and Kurt, I can see Kurt on the screen in his office, and he's dying laughing. I'm like, dude, what is so funny? He goes, I just love reason, reading with the stuff these Q people write. It just cracks me up. And I, I'm like, Q? Q who? What is it? I had no clue what it was. None. I, I didn't know what QAnon was. I had no clue. It's largely a... A creation of the left to distract from what they're doing. I don't doubt that at all. I mean, all. it's far, yeah. the left is far more centralized and it's, you know, voodoo. I mean, there's, all, QAnon is just independent weirdos and then they just point to it as this takeover. Is the Q w- to MAGA what Fred Phelps was to evangelicalism? Remember yeah, how, remember how I used to say that if yeah. if, if there were yeah. no Fed, Fred yeah. Phelps, the rainbow jihad would have to create him? That's it. Just so they could have a foil? Right. And so the, the if you question their narratives, there's no it gives them the opportunity to without to, to not deal with you critically or right. any of your claims. That's it. Just to immediately label you as, oh, you're just a QAnon loser. Yes. OK, so there's no distinction between Trump's been in control the whole time, to which I would say, well, he's doing a pretty crappy job. If you look at what's going on in the country. <laughs> right. Why is he so, eligible to run again? Exactly. If you had, so, so there's no distinction between that and. Um, can you show me your studies that uh, uh, that tell me that masks are effective against airborne contagions? Because I keep reading your studies and they say the exact opposite. There's no just, and it gives them a chance to not deal with your criticism and immediately just say you're just a QAnon loser. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. 
All right, next up, we have an email. This is from one Robert Orlando. Robert Orlando is a filmmaker and documentarian. Oh, yeah, our old buddy who made uh, uh, He featured you and Trump's Rosebud. He emailed the show. Merry Christmas, Robert. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Robert. He emailed the show. Actually, I was a production assistant on that film as well. Didn't get a credit, Robert, if you're listening. I mean, I was your freaking- You suck, Robert. I I take it all back. I was your freaking chauffeur. I I rearranged (laughs) the studio for you. Didn't get a damn credit. Uh, But Robert, this is- uh, Not that he's bitter. Not that I'm bitter at all. Uh, Gentlemen, I hope you are doing well. Because it's the holiday break, I'm going through unsent emails and found this one that was meant to be sent to you after one of your shows when a caller or tweet came in and stated a list of rock and roll one-two punches, which I thought was relatively weak. If that is you, Robert Orlando, putting you on blast. Mm-hmm. Below is what I quickly, quickly came up with that I've yet to send. If you ever revisit the subject, joining in on the conversation would be fun. Merry Christmas, Robert Orlando. You ready for this? Yes. He's got a top 10 rock and roll one-two punches, and it's right. a pretty damn good list, in my opinion. So we, we mean like uh, lead singer, lead guitar? I think so, yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, the Pantheon, he titles this list. Uh, and he's got them in tiers. One and two are in one tier. Three through 10, it looks like, maybe are in another tier. Not quite sure. Number one, Plant Page in Zeppelin, I particularly mean, I, yeah. four. I took, some, I took my settlement money from... A car accident nearly killed me before you were born and took some of that and got uh, stage passes to Page and Plant when they were on their reunion tour, summer of 95. And I saw them at at uh, Hilton Coliseum in Ames and they came out for the encore and it was the Ames Symphony Orchestra backing them up on Cashmere. Wow. And it was freaking incredible. And I've, I've tried to find, after you've, you've told that story a couple of times, I'm sure it's one of those things that you just had to be in there. I've, I cannot find a good recording of the orchestral accompaniment of that. So I'm a little jealous of that. Uh, number two, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend in The Who. Sure. I mean, I'm a huge Who fan. You know that. Mm-hmm. You, heard the, you heard all this all your, your life growing up. But, I mean, one of the great front men, one of the best songwriters. They, they kind of created arena rock. They were kind of the first mass stage show you know, um, and you could you could even argue, you know, the greatest drummer of all time is Keith Moon. Was Keith Moon? I mean, just he was incredible. Well, that was your intro for a while, wasn't it? It was for a long time. We, I, to me, I think I think the greatest rock song is of all time is "We Won't Get Fooled Again," and if it's not, I've never heard one better. So it's only it's just as good as that song. Number three: Roger Waters, David Gilmour, and Pink Floyd. They hated each other, but phenomenal. Um, I watched a, a Dark Side of the Moon special last year. Like, where the lyrics, you know, we're just two young souls living in a fishbowl year after year. No one told you when to run. You missed the starting gun. I mean, the level of lyricism in their songs is like up here compared to most rock songs, right? There's, there's, there's that, and then there's ACDC. Let me cut your cake with my knife. Okay, subtle. So um, where did this come from? And Gilmore said, I didn't know this. His wife is a poet laureate mm. and like would consult on, on his lyrics. Well, that makes sense then. Okay. That makes sense. The, the high level of their- Also their, the acid. Well, there's, <laughs> also, there's that. Yes. All right. We've got two minutes left and we've got okay. to get through the rest of this list. Uh, John Anderson, Steve Howe, and Yes. So. At number four. I'm not a big mm, Yes guy. Yeah, I don't either. Alex Lifeson and Getty Lee and Rush. That deserves okay. to be in the yeah. top five. I'm Although not I even think, a Rush fan, but I can appreciate it. I think the drummer of Rush is the best musician in that trio, but okay, I'll buy. Uh, number six, McCartney and Harrison in the Beatles and the White Album. 
Okay. I love you, Rob, but this seems like an attempt to be too smart by a half. I mean, it's it's McCarthy and Lennon have to go together, period. And I know Harrison was technically the lead guitarist, but they're the greatest songwriting duo of all time. Mm-hmm. They have to go together. Number seven, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards in yeah. the Rolling That's Stones. That's a no-brainer, yeah. yeah. It's got to be a little bit higher, maybe. Probably, yeah. Uh, number eight, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry and Aerosmith. Okay, sure. your mother would agree. She loves Aerosmith. <laughs> Uh, number nine, Axl Rose. Yeah. Slash. And slash. Guns and Roses. Roses. I, okay. I'd kind of want to see who else is in there, but okay. And number 10, Bono and The Edge. Yeah. I think too. they have to be higher than that. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about arguably the most, the most important band since the first British invasion. You know, the, the Floyds, the Zeppelins, and the Stones, kind of their ascendancy. They're arguably the most important rock band since that era. They have to be higher than that. Honorable mentions Cornell and Thale and Soundgarden, Kitas and uh, Frusciante in uh, Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers, Almond and Betts and the Almond Brothers, Bon Jovi and Sambora in Bon Jovi, Paul Stanley, Ace Freely and Kiss, nice. Morrison and Krieger in The Doors. That's it. And poor, Dude, that- poor Eddie Van Halen let down by the fact that he couldn't stay with a guy long <laughs> enough. Yeah, I kind of feel like he's got to be in there somewhere, but that's not a bad list at yeah. all. No. Yeah. Did you have fun? Had a blast. Do we have more for the overtime? Is we that do. what we're doing? We do. All right, we're going to stick around, get to a few more for the overtime before we say goodbye. So stick around if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, and you should be at blazetv.com slash taste. Otherwise, John 317.